Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of News of the Day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Brad Binkley. Monica is taking a little time off. She will be at the DPP this Friday and will be back on the DMV in two weeks. In the meantime, she left me some great material to post in the patron feed. So if you're looking for a little extra from the Propaganda Report or you want to go to your first disappearing patron party, this is the time to become a party-level patron at patreon.com slash report. Here to help me out in Monica's absence is our good friend from the Mad Ones, Cam. Cam, thank you for helping us out today. Let's go ahead and dive in. Our top story of the day, COVID vaccine mandates are sweeping across corporate America as the Delta variant spurs action. Story goes like this. More than a dozen U.S. corporations, including Walmart, Google, Tyson Foods, United Airlines, they've recently announced these vaccine mandates for some or all of their workers. And the Biden administration, as we know, has continued to say that they are not going to mandate the vaccines. Therefore, corporate America is stepping up to fill the void. And Fauci over the weekend said that he expects the FDA approval of the vaccines could be coming this month. And it is believed that this approval will spur new vaccine mandates and private businesses, which is obviously something these public health officials are praising. This is rule by corporation right here. This is top-down rule from the bottom up. The biggest corporations step up with full support and resources of the federal government, and they take the action, they signal the proper behavior to the smaller guys in the hopes of causing this domino effect. And why do you do it through the corporations? Well, this from the World Economic Forum on how the pandemic is accelerating the stakeholder capitalism. From their site, they say, the importance of stakeholder capitalism was obvious during the pandemic and business received a boost in public trust. According to the Global Trust Barometer, business is now more trusted than government, media, and nonprofits, and the only one of the four institutions that's viewed as both competent and ethical. They go on to say that against this backdrop of public trust, there is no question of who is best poised to carry the mantle on societal issues. The COVID pandemic has issued the call to business to step up from climate change to racial justice and equity to vaccination access and more. Make no mistake about it, Cam. This is what Biden means when he says build back better. And this isn't something that emerged you know, naturally because Biden became president. This has been in action for a long time now. But I do think the public is pushing back, starting to anyway. Do you? I do. I do in certain ways. We're seeing towns rise up and rebuke their vaccine mandates. We're seeing lawsuits filed against school districts, kids taken out of schools, university students demanding vaccine exemptions. Things are starting to bubble up underneath the surface, I believe. I'm glad to hear that because all I'm seeing and uh, all I'm seeing are a lot of other countries doing out out American out America in America. Yeah. And so maybe I don't read the news as much as I should. But I, I, I do want to hear that because I remember the first time that I when I subbed for you, I talked to to Monica about this briefly, just the the fact that, you know, I'm not, I don't think DeSantis is a great guy or the best guy or whatever. But right now, the you can call it crony capitalism, you can call it economic fascism as it is, they're using the corporations. And so I liked the idea of some protection from them. And so, you know, the vaccine mandates from Walmart. And it, it, that's just hilarious to me because you know who is giving the vaccines and who's getting paid by the government to administer the vaccines, Walmart. 
right Publix all of these places I mean it's just it, it couldn't be more clearly economically Italian fascist than it is right now yeah corporate fascism is the name of the game more power to the already rich and powerful that seems to be what building back better is really all about you mentioned DeSantis how is he using his power in this ongoing debate about mandates you know in Florida vaccine not vaccine mandates but vaccine passports are not are banned essentially private companies these corporations are allegedly not allowed to um, mandate these vaccine passports or make a customer show his papers before walking into the store. Which, by the way, let's talk about how, just briefly, let's talk about how the words vaccine passport is one of the biggest misnomers of all. Because one, it's not a vaccine. It's gene therapy. It's an mRNA. It's it's completely different than any traditional vaccine. So not a vaccine and passports have never been used in any legitimate sense so that you can go to the grocery store. That's for other countries. That's for entering other sovereignties. Yeah. And so both of these words do not remotely describe what they're what they're going for. These are walking papers. Yeah, it's show me your papers. And it is kind of crazy, the willingness of fellow Americans to call for it. I'm in a next door, you know, the next door app. That's the worst app of all time. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But there's one little group in my area that is a skeptics group. And I don't ever comment or anything. I just noticed it. And so I joined it. And the posts are very infrequent. They very rarely do people post. There's only usually one or two people that actually are active in it, actively posting. Other people do comment and like it and stuff like that. But I noticed earlier today that the person who posts frequently made a post thanking the person who uh, flagged that group for misinformation. So the group got flagged wow. by other people on the Nextdoor app in the same because you got to be in the same area to be on the Nextdoor app. Yeah. And somebody flagged it. And that's the level it's gotten to the show me your papers, the flagging random flagging next door. It's 15 people in this group, 15 people. That's how small it is. And someone thought they wanted to go in and go ahead and flag it for misinformation because of what they've seen on television, because of what they've heard Fauci and Biden and what they've seen on, on their media, their favorite media, spurring them to take that really, I don't want to do the Nazi comparison. I don't want to be like them and do that, but (laughs) It is causing people to act in these tribal ways that is based on pure emotion and taking sides here. Well, and that's that's why I say it's the worst app, because when I first got on it, the covid wasn't going on. So it was like, help me find my dog. I want to sell this lawnmower. But what it became when covid started was the way to find out how many terrible people live close to you. (laughs) <laughs> like the, the people who are going to call the police if they see too many cars at each house. Like I saw posts where one old woman said, why are there five cars at Jerry's house? <laughs> why, why do you care? You know, should I call the police and let them know that they're gathering? And it, it shows you the worst and it shows it's, it's a clear view into the kind of Soviet way of telling on each other that we've been programmed. Well, not we, not you and me, the Royal American, we have been programmed to deal with COVID. But what I was saying about um, DeSantis, he said no vaccine passports. Uh, the Norwegian cruise line 
apparently sued Florida because Florida didn't want them, wanted to ban the vaccine passports for their, the people who got on their boats and, you know, sailed around the world or wherever they, they sail. I'm guessing Norway. I can't tell you. Um, but a federal judge in Florida uh, actually, uh, Ju- Judge Kathleen Williams in the Southern District of Florida said that the state law barring the use of vaccine passports is likely unconstitutional under the First Amendment and jeopardizes public health. Say that one more time. <laughs> the, uh, she said that the state law barring the use of vaccine passports is likely unconstitutional under the First Amendment and jeopardizes public health. Yeah, everything jeopardizes public health right now. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, let's the the amendment. I don't see a an explanation as to why she thinks the First Amendment is the the one to point to. But if you know anything, it's uh, freedom of religion, uh, yeah, uh, freedom of speech of the press, and the right to peacefully assemble. So. The only thing that makes sense is that she's aptly described coronavirus and COVID as a religion and (laughs) the state is holding them back. (laughs) You know, we deconstructed a video on Rockfin that was just posted yesterday where one of the guys in the video, he's from the Center for Countering Digital Hate. He made a comment (laughs) about using the First Amendment in it in to for their benefit to further the mandates to prevent people from stopping them i'm I'm wondering i'm going to go back and listen to that clip specifically again and see if it is kind of if they're taking a page out of the center for countering digital hate's book because a lot of the talking points that have gone to the Biden administration have come from them and they're starting to trickle down What's the justification, though, that they want people to be able to peacefully, peaceful, peaceably assemble? I, I don't. Is it is COVID war? Is it violence? What is what is there? How does a judge pull that out of the First Amendment? And it's another, you know, a bunch of questions hit my mind because one, you know, you want private businesses to be able to, you know, have freedom of association, freedom to choose who they do business with and all of that. But. How many cruise lines is this? Just other countries' cruise lines? Like, is it are the are they from Norway? Is it from other states? You know, what countries or states are exempt from local laws? Is federalism dead, or is this federalism? And I think, if anything, Ron DeSantis should just say, "Okay, well, we're closing our ports." In that case, you can find customers in other places. Yeah, you know, I don't know what they're going to rope that in with the justification of. And I think they might they could end up doing that. He could very well end up closing some of those ports. But they're they're taking the Constitution. They're bending it to their will right now. They're using the little, well, the little crevices in it. And they're, they're finding new ways to interpret old language. And they're going to continue to do that. And there is court cases that are arising that is going to call into question some of these some of these mandates and it will be codified so what happens in all these court cases around the country i think will be will have a major impact on the future one in particular that i'm looking at is students at indiana university are asking the supreme court to stop the college from implementing the vaccine mandate eight students are the ones who are part of the uh, the suit and they want them to 
block Indiana from requiring students and employees to be vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccine. It's the first time that the high court has been asked to weigh in on the vaccine mandate. Two lower courts have already sided with Indiana University. The way it works there is the students who do not comply will have their registration canceled and workers who don't will lose their jobs. And the policy does allow for religious and medical exemptions, which I'm, I'm sure those are going to be on the rise in the future right now. I know yep. some schools, there's like 800 students are protesting, demanding to have their, I think UConn, they want their exemptions. It's going to happen in other schools too. But the exempt students do have to be tested twice a week. And for now, the school has announced this week that every student, regardless of the vaccine status, must wear a mask indoor while on campus. So Indiana University is doing everything in its power to be an undesirable university for kids who are 18 years old. I think that's going to be the impact for schools that do this. I think they're going to see a major hit in enrollment. But the precedent that a case like this could set could go a long way. Well, and it's it, there. There's a lot going on, and you know when you said that about the they're using the Constitution. This is a conversation I had with someone not that long ago, where they were call, calling for constitutional carry, and my thing has always been don't call it that, because you, you're telling them what weapon to use against you to to knock it down. Because it's not constitutional carry, it's permitless carry. You're going for um, natural rights, and that's how you need to focus this this angle. Because as Lysander Spooner said, but whether the Constitution really be one thing or another, this much is certain, that it has either authorized such a government as we have had, or it has been powerless to prevent it. In either case, it's unfit to exist. <laughs> because that they use the Constitution. That's what they use it as a weapon. And... The fact is, you know, we could we can use it as a weapon back, but at this at the at this point, they have gotten so good at how can they twist the First Amendment for this? Like, how could you read that and find any like logical justification? It doesn't make any sense. It's an exercise in creativity, and they get these people in there to find new interpretations or go out and find random instances that people hadn't heard of. When, when I was in law school and I had to write a paper, I can't remember exactly what the issue was, but I was supposed to defend a certain position and that was my job. Mm-hmm. So I went out and I, I scoured through all the, the old, you know, the cases and statutes. And I found a statute that was rarely used and I brought it in and I justified the argument based on this rarely used statute. And I ended up winning the, I won the award for the best, the best brief because that statute had never been connected to that case before the way that I connected it. It was just, I I just drew a line that had logic and reason to it and used that to justify it. I think similar things go on when they manipulate and exploit the constitution and various laws, precedent laws that are already in place. All you got to do is find somebody who find somebody to research find the right information you need and then somebody creative enough to draw the line from a to b in a way that is really acceptable to the public so that's what you need you need you need the you need to present it in the media and then you need the public to start to talk about it and have the the debate about it the reasoning Mm -hmm. and once that reasoning gets into the the public sphere you get the the dialectic that emerges the we're for it we're against it and then all of a sudden you can start putting these things to legal challenges and can start going through the court system so it it really it's it's interesting how it works with see the law is not separated from the public in any way it plays no, back and forth and the media drives a lot of it well yeah and, and that's and that is what it is it's um you know they they find some court case some case law and they they form a precedent that they'll use for eternity to get their way and it, you it's interesting you talk about the kind of public 
um, what's, I guess, evolution of a concept where, because it happened with the vaccine passports. Don't you remember yeah. a year ago, we'd mentioned these vaccine passports. We said, this is where stuff, stuff like this is going. And they call you a conspiracy theorist. They call you, a, you're, you're just listening to the, to Alex Jones. You're just listening to the wrong people. But then they floated it themselves several months ago, got a lot of flack. It went down. People, you know, were like, okay, so that's been defeated. DeSantis took care of it. We're good. And then they were like, okay, let's bring this back in. And it, I mean, it's happening in France. It's happening, I believe, in Australia as well. It's happening in Italy. And, you know, I, 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 I have I had this written down because I was, I was reading through the news today and I saw uh, it's time and again these articles, thousands of people in Australia protest against COVID lockdowns. Thousands of people in France uh, protest against vaccine passports or health cards or whatever they're calling it there. Italy, thousands are protesting and America's just quiet. And so I, I you know, I wrote down, um, I'm in my notes. I said, you know, America just beat the pants off of every country period in the Olympics by a margin. Of, I think 20 some odd uh, medals. They beat China, which was the next highest. I think it was, they, they were 88. America was a hundred something. But for some reason, what America's best at, what it was founded on, which is rebellion. Most Americans, there aren't thousands in the street. There may be a, a hundred or two every now and then there may be small here or there, but you don't see these giant images like you see of Australians flooding the streets, thousands of people saying enough. And it's like, has the American spirit died? It makes you wonder why we see those images. I, there are protests going on in America. There's these town halls where people are pushing back against the mandate. St. Louis County, they beat back a mandate and the, they actually won a court challenge as well. In Georgia, there's a variety of areas, Gwinnett County, where parents are rising up. They're taking their kids out of schools. They're suing the, the public school system to prevent the, the mask mandates. And another story today about the protest against mandated COVID-19 vaccines popping up across America. Pushback is happening over the requirements. And I just think that we're not going to be seeing those large images of that here because the narrative the media is pushing doesn't want to support that. They they want to right. they want it they want you to believe that everybody 99.99% of people is all on board with a vaccine and a vaccine mandate and you're the only one. So they can't show images that are contrary to that. That doesn't mean that they're not happening. It just they're not getting the right. attention. What confuses me is why we're seeing images of that from other countries, why the media is allowing that to pop up. It makes me concerned that it could be a demonstration of what happens to people who gather like that. They could could mm -hmm. be some sort of I don't know. I hope that they continue to push forward and I hope that they continue to rally and, and beat back that stuff. But I am confused as to why they're showing it to us. Yeah, well, I think that I, I think you're right. I mean, I know that there are protests going on in America. I don't think it quite as to the numbers or the pictures that we've no, seen people aren't as mad yet but i think they're getting there i think they're starting to get I, there i think that if people saw one photo in australia like in australia for instance the people who are afraid to do it would come out of the woodworks to finally fight and i think that the 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 corporate press can't have that 
you know, we're, they're sending out 12 year old girls from Florida who are begging for mask mandates in their school. The, the <laughs> Greta Thun, the Greta Thunberg of Florida saying, please make me wear a mask. <laughs> please muzzle me. That's where this Clown is turned. World, man. It's turned to the, the using the children. Now it's turned to the, the hospitals are filled with children now who have COVID because they're, unvaccinated parent came home and coughed near them and that kid ended up getting sick and now they're in the hospital and they they show these images of uh, of kids you know in hospital beds you don't know what the kids actually have you just see images of it and it's, it's a little bit of problem with the way that they're reporting this stuff because the children that are in hospitals they they don't go in with covid they go in for something right. else and every single kid is required to get tested so they find cases of positive tests, but that doesn't mean they find a high number of severe instances. But they're making it seem as though they're getting sick and they're flooding and rushing to the hospital. And therefore, right. you better get vaccinated to prevent this from happening to your kid. And the way they frame it is they keep saying a larger portion of kids are making up the COVID cases right now. Of course they are, because back last year, you weren't allowing kids to get tested. They weren't allowed to get right. tested last year, so they're going to be a smaller percentage last year than they were this year. So they're manipulating this data to justify using fear to try and get parents to try and save their children by getting vaccinated. Well, that and just there, I don't know if, I, I know I, I texted it to you, but there was this Twitter thread of like, people saying, oh, I wish I'd had the vaccine because I died. You know, we had that conversation about the people on the ventilators wishing they had had the vaccine. They made a mistake. How come they're all 300 pounds? Could they have not found one actor to get up there and do that for them that wasn't 300 pounds? And you could tell, obviously had comorbidities. I saw an article today in the AJC about somebody who was 27 years old. They said that he died and that right before he died, he was expressing his remorse about not getting the vaccine. I, I don't even believe the stories at this point. What, what yeah. I think happens is somebody goes up to him and says, hey, do you wish you would have gotten the vaccine? And maybe shakes his head. Oh, maybe. OK. Expresses remorse about vaccine. But turns out at the bottom of the article, buried just like the stories that came out last year, that he had comorbidities, that there were other things yep. involved. Yeah, they're trying to pin it all on COVID and they're trying to do it with young people right now. And. On Brian Stelter's show yesterday, Reliable Source is the most unreliable <laughs> source on television. He brought on a doctor who the purpose of bringing on this doctor was, one, they were talking about how they need to report on COVID differently. And they need to show those images like this, this atrocity-like propaganda of, of people dying close up in the hospital. And the interesting thing about it was that the doctor was talking about the young people, how young people are affected. There's more young people in the hospital right now than there was before. But she was talking about car accidents and she was talking about strokes and heart attacks, young people being like, mm -hmm. like, you know, less than 30 years old. And she wasn't, she never mentioned COVID. She just said there's a lot more people because they didn't go to the doctor over the past year and a half because they haven't mm -hmm. gone to get their checkups. They haven't been taking care of themselves. And they've been, there's some weird thing where people have been driving more erratically since the pandemic. There's a lot, been a lot of stories about that. So there's been an, a higher rate of, <laughs> of car crashes. It's strange, but they're coming in for car crashes and all those other things that aren't COVID. And this, this, these stories are smashed in between a setup that's saying that young people are not getting the vaccine 
and therefore they're getting COVID. Here's a doctor telling us about all the young people. And then she goes off air and then Stelter bookends it by saying, see, you better get your vaccine. And I'm going, so if you get your vaccine, you're not going to get into a car crash. Is that the moral of the story? Because the doctor was not talking about vaccines. She was talking about (laughs) other problems. Well, I've, I've been thinking about it, though. Because, you know, they, they, they are talking a lot more about kids getting COVID. And I think I figured out why. I think what it is, is they keep going to these little birthday parties. Some guy had a birthday party recently. Got a lot of media attention. I don't know if you, you heard about that. I did. I did I'm, yeah. I'm saying they were at Obama's birthday party. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, well, Obama's birthday party <laughs> has been the subject of a lot of news today. And... I, I don't really care about Obama's. Like I see all the stuff and I get why people are mad and maybe this could trigger some people to to not follow these stupid rules they're trying to make people follow. If anything, what Obama's birthday party says is it says that even though they're telling you, you that you need to be very afraid of something, that they are clearly unconcerned. And maybe you should be a little less concerned as well about the things they're trying to terrify you about. Because they, they clearly... Do not are not afraid of anything that's flying through the air. No invisible monsters are not worried about that. So to me, it's a good thing. Great. I'm glad Obama had that party. He just illustrated that maybe there's not as much to worry about as they're trying to tell you there is. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's that or it's just that Obama gets to do what he wants and look as much as he looks like such a degenerate in these videos. Have you seen the videos? Yeah, he looks like he's. Yeah, he does. He looks like he's in, like a, it, in a fraternity party. It's like he's he's what sixty. Yeah. And it, it looks like it looks like a I'm 32 and it looks like parties that I'd be a little uncomfortable being at. It, it looked like a, a rave. It kind of looked like an ecstasy rave or something. It going did. On. It, it no absolutely telling, did. No telling what went on in those. And isn't, in those tents. isn't he on a privacy? Isn't he on a private island now? I don't know. Probably. There's no telling. But every time doing. every time I hear about private islands, there's just one dude I think about who totally didn't kill himself. Well, he was probably there. Jeffrey Epstein was probably <laughs> he probably helped organize that party. You think John McAfee was there too? Well, only if he was there trying to uh, go undercover. Find a whale. Yeah, and get 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 some information for everybody. Okay, so before we get to our last story of the free thirty, which is going to be about Apple and how they responded to this alarm over their phone photo scanning feature. I'm going to tell you about what's going to be in the Patreon 15, which is what a new study on the burden that COVID-19 has placed on society found. It's pretty interesting stuff. And an activity that some do on their phone that has been linked to mental health issues and certain personality traits. I also want to thank the sponsor of today's show, The Rye Guys. Do you love freedom? Does the daily news leave you shaking your head? Does mindless conformity give you the heebie-jeebies? Are you surrounded by people who just don't get it? Are you right now wearing clothes? You over there, yes, you. Do you like cool clothes? Well, meet the Rye Guys, makers of fun, freedom-loving t-shirts and more, quality products for independent thinkers and other such troublemakers. We make each of our handcrafted tees with equal parts satire, mischief, and rye social commentary. Put on one of our tees and you'll meet kindred spirits, 
share a laugh, and enjoy great conversation. Take off one of our tees and, well, we're not here to judge you. We support liberty, peace, and voluntary solutions to societal ills. And you have our word, our products are never tested on animals other than sacred cows. So stop by today at www.ryguys.com. That's W-R-Y-G-U-Y-S.com. Ryguys.com. The Rye Guys. A rye wit for today's sh- and for Propaganda Report listeners only, use the coupon code PROP10 to get a discount on your purchase. And if you haven't yet, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and check us out on Patreon. If you join up at our basic level, the Truth Sponge level, you will get access to all of our Patreon-exclusive content, which includes the Patreon 15, where we pick up where we left off here on the DMB while letting our hair down a bit. What you'll get is extra content every single day that we do a DMB, and you will get this show, the Drive Time News Blast, commercial-free, plus the patreon content that's 45 minutes of commercial free content every weekday you also get access to early releases at the true sponge level as well as select patron only interviews and participation in our patron only mini q a's you also get direct access to monica and i as well as our entire patreon community which is a highly engaging highly interactive and very good looking community all of that for seven bucks a month so check it out if you don't like it then you can stop it after a month and check out another tier Patreon.com slash propaganda report. With that said, on to the final story of the Free 30. Cam, tell us about Apple. So there are a lot of different phone companies on the planet, people who make phones. Almost all of them have a terrible track record when it comes to privacy. So a lot of them, if a, uh, a bad guy has a phone and they want to be able to look through that entire phone, they've just been like, here, here's how you crack into that. There have been different phone companies that have had that lack of privacy. Apple has positioned itself over the years as the privacy phone because when I forget which terrorist attack it was, but there was one a few years ago and the federal government wanted to get into the phone and be able to see all the things that they wanted to see. And Apple said, no, we're not going to create a backdoor. It's a bad idea. It was like a really good moment for Apple. That was the airport. I can't remember the name of it, but wasn't that where the airport (laughs) Somebody yeah, came there was like a dude and a chick. A couple guns, I, yeah. I, yeah. I know what you're talking uh, about. I can't remember. I can't remember which black flag that was. <laughs> um, but uh, so f- a couple days ago on the 5th, Apple announced a new uh, tool called Neural Hash. And it's allegedly going to be in all of your iPhones, including mine. And it will detect known images of child sexual abuse. Which... You hear that and your first thought is, well, we definitely want we, we want to know who's abusing children. We want the wood chippers to run on time. <laughs> but at the same time, you you start to the, the conversation starts to devolve in your head. You're like, yes, we want to get rid of the pedophiles. Yes, we want to make sure these people aren't able to hurt children anymore. But then you go, what if a government decided they wanted to check your phone for images of AR-15s or. Uh, certain pipe fittings or whatever it is like what could potentially be thrown into this neural hash that makes it so that the government can pinpoint dissidents as it were and it makes you wonder if they're scan you said for known images how, how do they describe yeah. it so, yes for known images um so there is apparently a database of known child sexual abuse images um, in the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Database. 
So they just so, have, okay. I guess, a hard drive full of child porn. They do. It's like somebody's job, I guess, at the FBI to look at that. And they have that one of the largest databases of that, which is disturbing in and of itself. But so I guess they're looking for people who also have that stuff on their phone. Aren't they just going to track down a bunch of their own agents' phones? <laughs> right. Well, and that's 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 the thing. So people are worried about that. Apple, of course, is saying, no, that's that's not what's going to happen. We don't actually look at the photos. It's all mathematical. Um, <laughs> I don't know how that works. Does that mean that like, how is it mathematics? I mean, I could understand saying it's metadata, but I mean, something, some algorithm is looking at the photos. Yeah. And so is it just perfect matches? Or if you have kids and you have a picture of them playing in the, the backyard wearing a bathing suit, is that going to be flagged? Yeah. You have a new baby that's naked. Is that going to be flagged? Like, how does this work would be my question. I mean, of course, it's apparently going against this database, but it's also it pe- mathematical. People send other people, people who are of age, send yes. other people nude photographs of parts of their body. And I don't know what the sometimes maybe they're close up. How does it, you know, I don't, we're not going to get to the bottom of how this little algorithm works, but <laughs> I would think that this could just be a, a well of problems that opened up from doing it. You're right. You know, you want to get rid of the pedophiles. That's get rid of yeah. them. But also, this is yeah. This is how you get in. It's how they they open up the door and to get access to everything else. Is you use the you use the thing that nobody can disagree with, and then you can access all the stuff that nobody wants you to right. to access after that. After you get past that, yeah. A guy named uh, Greg Nogene, the co-director for of the Security and Surveillance Project at the Center for Democracy and Technology. What a mouthful! Uh, said Apple's replacing its industry standard end-to-end encrypted messaging system with an infrastructure for surveillance and censorship, which will be vulnerable to abuse and scope creep, not only in the U.S. but around the world. And so, I, th- I bring up that quote because it's important what he's saying. Because whether or not right now the system that they're putting in works the way they say it does, whether or not it flags things the way they say it does. This is a beginning of a scope creep. So what that means is uncontrolled growth. So in this area, the back doors are going to become more and more open for the the federal government. And so regardless of how perfect or safe, which I disagree with all of it, I don't like no one should be scanning my photos for anything. You know, like I don't I mean, I don't have anything to hide, but that doesn't mean I want you to do it anyway. But. This just start when the privacy phone, as it's been billed, starts doing this. Imagine what the non-private phones are going to do. Imagine how this devolves, because that's the more worrying aspect of it, rather than even this this simple up, upfront issue. Yeah, you don't expect that they will scale it back. They don't ever tend to scale these oh, things never. back once they get them introduced. They only tend to expand them, just like government. Um, so Apple has fought this. They said um, they were if they were asked to add images to the d- database, they will refuse those demands. Um, I've actually heard that in that situation I mentioned earlier with the terrorist, they did fold. I've never seen the news report for this, but I've heard several people say that. So that that's something I need to look into. But they say they'll refuse their, their demands um, and that they've been asked before and they'll fight it. Um, and it says that Apple, here's one out though. So I'm, I'm not saying anyone who listens to this show has gross stuff on their phone. But if you don't want 
the algorithm to scan your your phone if you don't want the uh, it to trigger someone to look at it turn off iCloud photos until re- until I think today they hadn't mentioned that you could opt out but you can so if you don't want this algorithm creeping over your photos turn off iCloud photos that's the way to do it yeah that is a fantastic suggestion that I have been on board with since iCloud Photos first existed. It all seemed really, really bad to me. People putting all their photos onto iCloud. The first thing that comes to mind is, well, it's going to get hacked and your photos are going to get leaked. And then (laughs) what happens? There's a bunch of nude celebrities who have their photos leaked. They they probably had some sort of deal where they did that to uh, an exchange for something in order to to call attention to it. But then, yet they still push to get you to do that. So we continue to see these hacks, these cyber attacks that expose people literally, yet you're still told to use the cloud and to put everything on the cloud. Yeah. Well, it's like like you mentioned, um, some guy just hacked a bunch, did a bunch of social engineering, hacked a bunch of iClouds, found all of the nude photos of all of these women, just put them on the internet. So, I mean, even you're not safe no matter what, unless you have like the best, unless you make up the best passwords of all time that no one could ever crack. But here's the good news. Allegedly, we'll see. Also bad news, kind of in a sense. Uh, Apple said that there is no automated reporting to law enforcement if these photos are picked up by the algorithm. Um, So it will flag it. And then apparently, allegedly, an Apple person is going to start looking at your photos to see if they need to be reported, which is the bad news. Good news is it's not automatic. So if you have a picture of of your naked baby, which every mother does, I don't keep those. I don't, I don't really take naked pictures yeah. of children, of my children, or of any children. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> good to clarify. Always good to clarify. But you know moms take pictures in and out of diapers. And yeah. luckily, you won't be automatically reported to the police for that. So turn off iCloud if you're worried. Cool. Let's just hope nobody takes a photo of, of Biden and of him approaching a little girl and putting it on their iCloud because that could get them in trouble the way he approaches them. <laughs> and that terrorist attack is called San Bernardino. That's the one that we were thinking okay. of. Thank you, Cam, for joining us today and helping out. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content we told you about, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and join up there. We will talk to you all tomorrow or in the Patreon 15. Have a fantastic rest of your day.